5: You heard it. I'm RJ live coast to coast, 200 Fox Sports Radio stations nationwide. It's six o'clock Eastern drive time East coast, three o'clock here in Vegas, man. Oh man. The action just keeps on coming. Signings, signings, hundreds of millions of dollars flowing and man, it doesn't feel like there's any bargains out there. You want to talk about no bargain. Steve Fezzik. In studio? (laughs) I'm saying if you go against you, it's no bargain. Would you agree? I agree. Also, and he's been killing it lately, Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. We're talking NFL. We're talking college football. (laughs) Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. You cannot have pros. Without Joe's, he's in LA. He's Joe and it's not.
4: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, we start in the NFL. The holdout is over. We've been on Zeke watch for what seems like years uh, over the past offseason in the NFL, but it is a done deal, according to multiple reports. The deal with Ezekiel El- uh, Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys, six years, $90 million, with $50 million of it guaranteed. The Cowboys get Zeke back just in time for the opener against the Giants.
5: Yeah. So one thing we will look at, and Fez, maybe even at the end of this discussion, what effect does it have this week? I think over the course of a season, now this can kind of dovetail to the conversation of, oh, does preseason matter? Because in theory, now again in Cabo, potentially a lot of, you know, intense training <laughs> Right. But to me, I'm not so sure about that. So I'll be interested in how, the, in fact, why don't we look? What did the market do? Let's start there. What was the line a couple days ago? Because I think the narrative that, oh, this could happen. Because two or three days ago, it felt like, man, oh, man, it's not going to happen. By the way, I made a bet with one of our guys, the Hitman. I had plus 160. Zeke's not signed by week one. I felt I was almost cashing that ticket. Yeah. I mean, this is almost like with Jonas in the time he gave me even money on <laughs> uh, odds. It was like minus 250. Somehow he's cashing. Somehow the hitman's cashing. I'm just sitting here on the right side losing. But you know something? I don't complain about it. If you heard on our podcast what Brad, a bad beat. In fact, we should take a minute. Give me the 20-second version, Brad. I can't tease it and not give it. I said... You know, Brad didn't have a great week in college. It happens. We're honest about it. He has he usually has great years. I mean, history says pretty much every year. And then he goes, "Oh yeah, it was a tough start, but man, I had some bad beats." Plural. So I said, "All right, Brad, <laughs> pick your 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 most egregious bad beat and share it with us and we'll see if we feel for you." 15 seconds.
6: Yeah, And USC minus 10, and they're looking good in the first half. They're not covering the spread yet, but their quarterback J.T. Daniels looking good in the new offense. All right, all right, all right. He gets hurt. He's oh, the whoa, whoa, whoa,
5: whoa. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Uh, a, a, a quarterback got hurt, which happens. Well, how were they doing before that? Well, they weren't covering. But you know, he would have got so much better later in the game. <laughs> Come on, dude. If that's your worst bad beat. You shouldn't be talking about bad beats. I'm not. If you had Oregon, that's a bad beat, right? I think I'm getting some bad beats here, but I'm not going to say it, but I kind of just did. All right, so Fez, what happened to the Dallas Cowboy odds week one? So two days ago, Dallas was minus seven, RJ, and this line had been dropping,
7: and I even saw a couple six-and-a-halves pop up. All right,
5: so just to keep it simple, the market was seven. Yes. Dallas favored. And they're playing the Giants. All right, and Dallas is at home. Yes. Let's get the basic facts out there. Now, what happened in the interim? Zeke signing. So now Dallas is still minus seven, but there's extra vig
7: on the minus seven. You so how rate. much extra vig? I'll break it down. Minus seven lay a dollar twenty.
5: All right, ten cents is about what seven's worth. So effectively, it's seven and a half. Correct. So what we're saying is a half a point added for Zeke off a key number. And that seems to fit, has exactly what you said weeks ago. Let's give credit where credit's due. Weeks ago, you said Zeke is one of the, what, five guys in the league? Non-quarterbacks worth a point. Well, he's actually worth one and a half points. Oh, I disagree 100%. So, first off, don't say what he's worth. Say what you think he's worth. Yes. All right. You think he's worth one and a half points? Correct. Whew. But now I'm not but sure. But the market is just uh, just spitting in your eye right now. Well,
7: I don't think the market is because oh, this line is, this, out. this line went up to seven and a half. It's mm-hmm. going up to seven and a half. It would have dropped to six and a half if he. had that. How been do you know that? Because the because you the, don't. Was, I don't, don't you know don't. that, but it was likely based well, upon the. Well, Fez the line is making it. an
5: interesting point, which is when there's a possibility of something happening, and then it either happens or it doesn't. The movement is from them splitting the difference of the chances of it happening when they weren't sure. So let's just say for the sake of argument, because this is important, whenever you look at these line moves, we'll say it quickly. Let's say a quarterback's worth six points. And let's say there's a 50-50 chance of him playing. That's the estimate. And the line right now is three. Well, that's perfect because if the lines pick them without them and minus six with them, well, okay, there's a six-point swing there, 50% chance. Well, let's add 50% of 6-3. It's splitting the difference. So what you're saying is there was a chance Zeke was going to play, and because of that, the line was a little bit higher for Dallas because any chance of him playing in week one offered some value to Dallas. Right. So the fact it goes from seven to seven and a half, which is a key number, so it's effectively about a point, you're saying, hey, if you add in the chance – that he was going to play that was already in the line, hey, it's about a point and a half. Exactly. You know something? I got to say the market's agreeing with you now, unfortunately, because then if you add in he's going to be less than 100%, eh, I'm even making You know, right. we, that's a sign you feel bad for someone, that you've been killing them on, on, on arguments, is that you're actually making the argument for them after he already won the argument. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known all over the f-ing world. Steve Fezzik, everybody. Okay. Let's think about, we've already talked about week one. We've talked about, in general, those five guys. So there's five guys worth a point and a half? Yes. Non-quarterbacks. Who are the other four? Uh, one other running
7: back, Barkley for the Giants. Uh-huh. Three wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, DeAndre
5: Hopkins. Okay. Okay. That sounds right to me. Yep. Hill might be a little high. To me. Who's the fifth guy on your list? uh hopkins for houston Ooh, i disagree with that rj bell straight out of vegas steve Fazek, known in all five boroughs as they say jonas voice of the fan what's your gut reaction here to which portion of the argument? Ah, Zeke, just the signing, the, uh, you know, the general story. The the general
4: feeling is that Zeke won this battle with Jerry Jones, that he got the exactly what he wanted, which was to be the highest paid running back in the NFL. He got his guaranteed dollars. He got the optics of it because if you just look at it as a six-year, $90 million deal, he makes more annually than Todd Gurley. So all the way around, Zeke won. He got exactly what he wanted, and he doesn't miss any games.
5: And le- Well, I'm not sure that's Zeke winning, right? In theory, you- well, I guess he wouldn't get paid if he was missing yeah. games. So, good point, because obviously Le'Veon Bell showed us sometimes sitting out these games, the running backs aren't afraid of that either because yeah. mileage is one of the key issues, which brings up why I think not only Zeke won, Zeke won big time. It's a six-year deal. So, $50 million guaranteed. Gurley was 45. Forget that Gurley's now hurt. At the time, considered the best back in the league or certainly one of the top two, Gurley was. And then Le'Veon Bell, who you could say, oh, he did pretty well, 52.5 million. Yeah, what's guaranteed, though, 27. So Zeke almost doubled the guarantee of Le'Veon Bell. That seems like a huge win. Also speaks for Zeke. It also speaks... Le'Veon probably was damaged somewhat by all the rigmarole in Pittsburgh, right? Because can you really say that Zeke is, if you look at an average back and look at the distance from that to Bell, is it really the distance from Bell to Zeke <laughs> is the same? Meaning the Bell's halfway in between an average back and Zeke? No. Well, no. So let's give Zeke credit. And by the way, the first time in NFL history – A guy with two years left on his deal held out? Yep. And somehow he got the best deal in the league. In business, there's a concept (laughs) called moral hazard. And what that means is, and this is something you might have heard with the financial crisis in 2008, was the theory was, look, the banks gambled. You want to talk about billions? This is trillions are gambling. And they lost. But somehow they said, we can't pay. And if we pay... The poor Americans that have their money in with us are going to suffer. Oh, that can't happen. Oh, what, $800 billion bailout? Okay. Now, I'm not saying that was the right decision or the wrong decision. What I'm saying is the banks should have paid a high price. If you gamble and you lose, you got to lose something, right? And if you actually look at the banks now, they're making more money than they did back then. Government bailed him out, but again, it was more than just that. It was to help the economy and all that, and that's a hotly debated. But moral hazard means if you feel like there's no consequence for taking risks, for doing things wrong even, then why not do them? If you and I bet, Fez, and if you win, I pay you, and if I win, you don't pay me, you're going to bet a lot. That's a nice free roll. That's a free roll by definition. So the point is... The idea is that Zeke did something egregious, I think. If you're the first person, egregious might be strong. He did something unprecedented. Yes. And unprecedented in a way that hurt his team. You know, Jones, you had a brilliant point, I thought, yesterday in our pre-production meeting where you were talking about Zeke had the ability freedom to hold out and not get killed by the media. Though I think in general people thought he was wrong, but they didn't get killed. He didn't get killed. But someone like Dak, no way he could do that because of his leadership on the team. I thought that was fascinating.
4: Yeah, I think that quarterbacks are held to a different standard. A quarterback can't hold out for a new new deal like Dak if if Dak wanted to because he would be looked at as a poor leader to whereas Zeke holds out and everybody applauds and say, you got to do what's right for you and your position. But if it's a quarterback, that's poor leadership. Uh, uh, You're not thinking about the team first, so on and so forth. So I think because of that, Dak is sort of pigeonholed into this. I've got to just show up and deal with the contract. I've Got to where Zeke can freelance and go have margaritas in Cabo.
5: And remember, Jonas isn't feeling bad for Dak, right? He's stating a fact here. I haven't heard that. Good stuff there. Good. I mean, you know, a lot of people question Jonas. That's <laughs> why, right there. I love it. Now, last couple of things. Yesterday we talked about it. I thought Jerry Jones looked so weak here. Now, listen, the guy's a billionaire, right? The guy's one of the most influential, maybe the most in the NFL. He's right up there. Uh, More success than I've had. So I always like to acknowledge it's too easy to sit in the cheap seat. But, boy, this looked weak to me because you have someone do something unprecedented, which, let's be clear, is not team-friendly. If you hold out and say, you guys, hey, no one's ever done this before, but you guys go play without me. I want my money. That's not team-friendly, right? (laughs) So now how does Jerry Jones respond? By giving him the biggest running back contract in history. Moral hazard. I thought he could have, and I'll say it quickly because I said it at length yesterday. He could have said, I'm player friendly. Everyone knows it for decades. Boy, I got some stories about Michael Irvin, I could tell you. All right. right. I bet he does. Right, Brent? Oh, yeah. I thought I'd get a (laughs) chuckle out of you on that one. (laughs) Are you, too young, are you t- too young to know Michael Irvin? It was a little before <laughs> I knew what you know some of
6: that stuff meant.
5: But he's talking about Notre Dame in 1947. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll look forward to that soon enough. The fact is, Jerry Jones has been player friendly, and if because of the agent or whatever, Jerry Jones was getting mad, he was peeved in public, and he could say, you know, guys, I'm player friendly. Zeke went over the line. Here's what we're going to do. No contract this year no matter what. All right. If he plays every game or he plays really well, maybe next year we'll negotiate with him. But you know something? Maybe not. And if not, eh, team option. And if that year he does really well, team oriented, maybe we'll negotiate with him or we'll just franchise tag him. And at that point, you're getting three years out of Zeke for so much less than even the guaranteed money. This year is a couple million, right? I guess the f- Yeah,
6: 3.8 million. Yeah.
5: The, oh, okay. And the 50-year option, 9 million. That's yep. a nice number. But you know, do some quick math in my head here. Nine, four, that's 13, right? I didn't even need the <laughs> didn't even need my adding machine. But let me double check. Yep. And then the tag for running backs. I'm just guessing, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. All right. So tw- for twenty nine or so, they could have Zeke for the next three years, guaranteed, no negotiation, no nothing. Likely his three best years. Exactly, because here's the thing. Exactly. Key point. Because no, no, because no. as you look into the fifty mil guaranteed, well, that means he's got to deliver past those three years. And then he's moving to, you know, age. So now he's 24, turning 25, right? Yep. 26, 27. So 28 is that fourth year, 29, 30. And there's different ways to account for this. I've seen different numbers. But he's moving into his 30s for sure under this contract. Getting that fifth and sixth year was the real victory. Now, the devil's in the details. If the whole 50 mil is distributed in the first four years, and year five and six, they got to pay the full freight. I don't think we're going to see a 30-year-old <laughs> Zeke making you know, $15 million, yep. which I think is year six. Yep. So in a weird way, this was not only an obvious win, the most guaranteed money, but it went beyond that. This going six years into his 30s and all the guaranteed money And the moral hazard that somehow everyone's ignoring. I wonder if the other owners are, because I bet they're a little peeved. There's nothing to say except Cabo was the right decision. I don't know if Russia, if he went and trained, it would have been any different. But man, this is a Jerry Jones loss because he could have been tough here, and it would have been fair. And the question is how much money's left for Dak? When we come back, we'll talk about that. And also, Jared Goff. Fezic has something to say here. And uh, Jared Goff, I don't think, is going to care because he's counting his money right now. Strong take coming up from Fez.
4: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. And this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
1: app.
2: Nutrafol.com, spelt N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot promo code C R Show. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CR show.
5: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
4: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will talk about another big payday in the NFL.
5: Thanks for joining us. Each weekday, we bring a little bit of the fun of Vegas straight to you. 200 Fox Sports Radio stations. Also, FoxSportsRadio.com. Additionally, the iHeartRadio app. Plus, podcasts. Just search for R.J. Bell. And steak knives. No, and serious. By the way, right now on the Strip, you know something? Did you? The weather was shouted in my ear. I'm going to pull it up real time. It's 108 degrees. It's September 4th, 108 degrees in Vegas. The neon is sizzling.
4: So, RJ, we talked a lot about the situation with Ezekiel Elliott getting paid by the Dallas Cowboys, and it brings a larger discussion to the running back position, I believe you and Brad Powers were discussing, uh, in regards to the NFL.
5: Yeah, because one of our main takeaways, and it's a good question, Jonas, is how old is Zeke going to be in it, into his 30s at the end of this contract? Brad, you had a stat that was just shocking, showing us how much youth is king when it comes to running backs in the NFL.
6: So last year, if you just took the top 10 rushers as far as yards in the NFL, nine of the top 10 were 24 or younger. Amazing.
5: Nine of the top 10. And Adrian Peterson was the exception. He was
6: the, he's the only exception. He's
5: always the exception, yeah. it seems like. He is a walking exception. The physical, I've heard many people, I don't know, Jonas, if you've ever met him because you're around athletes a lot. Anyone I've ever, anyone I know who's met Adrian Peterson says when you shake his hand, it's the strongest handshake on the planet Earth. <laughs> Has anyone had that experience? I mean I just not. he's that that much of a freak. Yeah. So I'd probably run the I don't, I don't want to <laughs> shake his hand and I mean and have my hand crushed. You got to wonder, is he just that strong? It's his normal shake? Or is he trying to like exert his I, alpha status? like
6: your uncles would do to you? I hated that. <laughs> yeah, but this is
5: like one of the greatest running backs in NFL yeah. history, and he's still shaking strangers hands to exert his dominance. I don't know. I'm RJ Boe straight out of Vegas. Guys, Jared Goff is a brand new
4: man with the LA Rams. He's got a big time paycheck. Four years, $134 million. The Rams and their quarterback agreed to a deal. $110 million of it guaranteed. So the Rams have their quarterback locked up for the next several years.
5: Now let's play Big Bank. Take Little Bank. Goff is looking good. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything else really matters. A hundred and ten sticks guaranteed. I mean, that's guaranteed. What was the amount that was, it was the last horrible rookie contract. It, uh, Bradford, right? Yeah. It, I think it, I'm just Brad's looking up. I think it was like 55 million. Now, obviously golf has established himself to some degree. How much Steve Fezzik with the Vegas perspective. Now, If we just look at Goff's annual salary, where does he rank as paid quarterback? Number three, RJ. Wow. Now, who's ahead? Wilson and Big Ben. Big Steelers getting no hometown discount. (laughs) Now, you do the Steve Fezzik. I'm a wise guy. I won two super contests, buster list. And I don't think he's number three. He did not make the top three. What is he? He's number 18. 18. Now, let's stop and think about this a minute. There's 16 quarterbacks, or I'm sorry, 32 in the NFL, 16, I think. Yeah, it'd be exactly average. Jared Goff is below average. Yes. Make the case, because a lot of people out there are like, i like to bet physical on that one. Yeah, so... Where's the green button? The pure
7: stat said he was the number 10 quarterback in QBR, but look at all the Uh, weapons. So, so
5: hold on a second. The QBR for one season? Yes, last year. I mean, that isn't the way to assess how good a quarterback is. No, it's
7: it's not. So, what
5: else? Go ahead.
7: Well, and I would make the case that, of course, anyone who's going to be quarterbacking the Rams is going to have a good QBR because of all the weapons that the Rams have, and you could certainly make the case that Goff is a system quarterback at this point in time.
5: Now, I don't think I've ever heard of a system quarterback in the NFL. Have you, Brad? No. No. You just coined a new concept, Fez. Now, why wouldn't there be a system quarterback? The theory is no one's system is so superior in the NFL that you've got to somehow discount their stats cause of the system. That's the theory, right? Leach or whatever, yep. oh, you're going to throw for X thousand no matter what. Yep. I get that in college, especially sometimes those teams that are so aggressive, so fast-paced on offense in college football, play in non-Power 5 conferences like a Boise or whatever, so rack up even more yards sometimes. Yep. How, so we're saying we believe McVay. How many points did McVay scheme up for the Super Bowl? Three. Mm. So we're saying McVay is so great <laughs> that – any quarterback's going to do well, but we've never, ever assessed that before. I mean, literally, we I've never heard that in the NFL.
7: Well, when Gurley was healthy and they had the three wide receivers, that was just a load. Just but a but, loaded but, but
5: hold on a second. When you say system, and maybe that's mm-hmm. where the confusion is, you're saying the situation, situation which is McVeigh is an elite coach on offense. I think that's generally true. I don't think he's clearly the best. Do you think he's better than Amy Reed for sure? No. All right. So... So, Alex Smith was a system quarterback? No, it's not just about the scheme you're saying. It's the scheme slash coaching slash weapons. Exactly. Okay. So, I wouldn't be system as much. It's Mm -hmm. like in this situation with this team. Okay. I think that's true. And how did you get to 18? It was more an art than a science. I went ahead and I bought all the different quarterbacks. And now, obviously, that's how you do it. I'm saying, what are the statistics? Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I think that is unfair to Goff, but let's maybe split the difference and say uh, twelve, even ten, even fourteen. I, I, can anyone make the case that Goff is better than ten on anyone's list? That Jonas, no, uh, I got him at around ten. Can't okay. do better than that. And I think that's yeah. So it's interesting, but just real quick, hey, why don't you hand me your list? I'll rattle off your top ten. For you out there, who does Goff trump? Who does he supplant? Mahomes, Wilson, Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, Big Ben, Matt Ryan, Wentz, Rivers, Watson. That's the 10. Eh, Maybe you could say Watson. Maybe. Maybe you could say Jimmy G. Well, I, I would certainly say Jimmy G. And I mean, at this point, Jimmy G feels like a Madoff type investment. Like, I mean, seriously, it's like a what? I mean, I was looking at the quarterback stats and in preseason, Jimmy G had the worst of all 32 starting quarterbacks, the the worst passer rating in the preseason. Now, how could that be? He's supposed to be playing harder, he's in a new system off an injury. Uh, I mean, listen, RJ. You know how I feel about Jimmy G. I love Jimmy G. I mean, Fez, love is blind. We understand it. We're all going to discount that. But I just let's just say this: number ten, because I think the first nine are locks. And and actually, Jonas is saying ten. So this is interesting, Jonas. I'm assuming you think Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers, Brady, Breeze, Big Ben, Ryan, Wentz, and Rivers. Or the top nine. Is that correct?
4: Yeah. Better, right. better than that. So Goff. now the
5: question is you think golf is better than Watson and Jimmy G and Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford and Foles? That he's better than all of them. 100%. To get to 10? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's a tough go there, I think. So I've heard some people thought Stafford was, you know, way at the top of the list. <laughs>
6: yeah.
5: I'm RJ Bow, straight out of Vegas. I will say this about golf two things. That I think make this less egregious, but let's be clear: this feels like an overpay. It does. Now, on the other hand, we haven't talked about it. Fez, did you see Jacoby Brissett resigned? There was something very interesting about that deal. They had one year left on the deal, and I think he was getting paid like two or three million, like a very relatively modest amount. This is a two-year deal for thirty. But it is supplanting or replacing year one, so they really only added one extra year, but the total contract for one year was three million. The total contract for two is thirty. so what they effectively did was sign him next year for twenty eight million dollars. Mm. Now that isn't obvious when you see two for thirty, mm. but when you already got a deal for three, you're really saying. Tear that up and do two for 30 is really the second year's 27, though he'll get the money early, actually. Yeah. Even better. How in the heck is Brissett worth 27, 28 million? He's not. It's not. Well, I, obviously. <laughs> uh, to me, I'm thinking they had extra salary cap. They've and, got 100 million. And, and, and they had to spend it, and they figure, let's just jack this guy up a little bit emotionally. Let's get him engaged. I'm thinking this was almost like a goodwill contract. I'd like to hear more about it from someone that really understands the contracts. But setting that baby aside, and it goes to show you, you've got to look at the details of these contracts. Two years, 30 seems reasonable. But dig in with Brissette. Now, to me with golfers, two things that make me think it's not so egregious. One, this is a four-year deal. And we know the salary cap's going up. And what we know for sure is quarterback pay is going up. So, I think in year four, this contract's going to look much more right, assuming that Golf keeps trending in the right direction. And, oh, by the way, Golf's QBR has improved each of his seasons. Now, after his first year, he'd be uh, (laughs) delivering pizza or something if it didn't improve. I guess he still had his rookie deal, but still. But, boy, between his second and third year to improve, that's a good sign. Number two, or even three, here. I guess I'll add one more. McVeigh, by all accounts on the inside, really wanted this. It's one thing to come in where you inherit golf, you're going to try to coach him up. McVeigh could have said, guys, let's let him play it out. Maybe we resign him at a discount, or I got my eye on this guy. The fact that McVeigh, who has some say on this stuff, not total say, McVeigh knows more about golf than we could dream of knowing. And McVeigh knows more about football than we could dream of knowing. The fact that he's endorsing this deal, it doesn't feel like it was an owner's trumping the situation, makes me feel like, is he really going to make that bad of a decision, McVeigh, about offense, about the quarterback he knows best? So, yes, overpay it seems, but I don't think it's crazy overpay. In just one minute, we're going to talk about golf again, this time zero snaps in the preseason and there was three other quarterbacks doing that four well actually Fez, you're wrong. There was three others. I'll explain why. Plus, what's the effect in week one?
4: That's coming up next. For all the latest, though, from around the world of sports, it's Dan Byer.
3: Zeke Elliott's got his new contract with the Cowboys, and it looks like he's going to get some action coming up in week one as they host the New York Giants.
8: I think I'm just going to approach it as a normal week. You know, they still have to be fresh by Sunday, and uh, it is a long season, so, you know, don't want to, you know, try to overdo it. And and uh, risk injury.
3: Zeke's extension, six years, $90 million, $50 million in guarantees as he's now under control for the next eight seasons. The the Indianapolis Star, that is, has just reported that Colts owner Jim Ursay actually turned down an offer to sell the team for $3.2 billion. The team reiterated to the paper that the franchise is not for sale. Broncos have reached the naming rights agreement for their stadium and now can attend Broncos games at empower field at mile high as the 21 year naming rights deal broncos partnering up with empower retirement in baseball pete alonzo home run number 45 on the season right now that's the most in all of baseball mets beat the nationals 8-4 wilson ramos though at his 26 game hit streak come to an end back to you guys
4: Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio is brought to you by Hooters. Coming to Hooters every Monday, all season to play Monday Night Moneyball. You're just a few easy questions away from a chance at cash prizes, freebies, and a trip to the season. Ender in Miami. Play Monday Night Moneyball at HootersMoneyball.com. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
5: So, Jonas, where do I pick up my free wings and such? <laughs> yeah, you apparently get hit at Hooters. That's I mean, because I got to tell you something, when I do the reads, the amount of vigor <laughs> is is usually directly connected to how full my stomach is. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. It's like but shopping. Sometimes hungry. it can be too full. Yeah, let's be honest. That happens. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about golf again, because and here's the trivia question, Fez. So there's more quarterbacks than we've ever seen. Starters. Projected starters didn't play at all in the preseason. Now, if I ask you how many didn't play at all, who would you say is on the list? I had five. Okay, name the five. Five are Green Bay Rodgers, Chicago
7: Trubisky, Rams Goff, Chargers Rivers, and Eagles Wentz. Okay.
5: What's interesting is Trubisky played three snaps, no pass. Oh. Yes. I was digging in <laughs> yesterday. Little tra- I could have got, you know, I should have found a way, way to bat that. I could yeah. have, I could have planted the seed early. Fez would have started like His hands would have came together like Mr. Burns, thinking how much he could fleece me for. Oh, that would have been beautiful. Oh, did I mess this up? All right, here's the question. We don't have a lot of back history on this, but last year, Goff didn't play any either. I'm interested in how he did it in game one, but I'm more interested in how he did in the first half of game one.
7: Yeah, so he actually did well in the first half and the game, mm-hmm. but the Rams were very conservative in the first half. They only attempted nine passes. So
5: so know. first off, when you only attempt nine passes, you're not doing very well as an NFL player. Well, they ran the ball. Well, what I'm saying, what was the score
7: at halftime? It was Oakland was ahead 13 to 10.
5: All right, so Oakland was ahead 13 to 10. What was the line in the game? The Rams were, I can't recall. I think, like, favored by seven or eight, if I right, remember. Right. But a touchdown or more. Okay. So, if you're down by three, favored by a touchdown or more, and you're down by three at a half, not good for the team. Goff and the team were under So, when you're saying, uh, they're running the ball, no, obviously not very effectively. Correct. So, they only put up ten points in the first half, the Rams, did, but somehow they don't pass, even though they're not running the ball effectively. That tells me that Goff was affected by not Mm. playing in the preseason. Or at least McVay thought he would be, or why else wouldn't he throw when they're not succeeding running?
7: Yeah, McVay was concerned about Goff, his rustiness. They didn't throw much at all.
5: Yeah. So to me, the question is, as we look down the list, including Trubisky, don't we look to just maybe fade these teams... Uh, the quarterbacks was understanding, and I get it. The coaches might be saying, look, we expect a rusty half. We project that that's worth three points, let's say. Mm-hmm. Does that sound about right? Yes. All right. We're willing to give up three points in one game to uh, ensure our quarterback doesn't get hurt in a preseason game. Fine. Fine. But I want to exploit that now. Yeah. So let's look at these and uh, who are they playing? You know what we should do? Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at these five quarterbacks. And i got to tell you, there's a couple more that had like nine passes, six passes. I want to look at those two. I've got that list. And what do we do in week one? Because I think a couple of times they play each other. And in that case, we might want to look to go under in the first half. All kind of betting possibilities here. And let's be candid. If we can make money, I mean, we're here for other reasons. But if we can make money, all the better.
4: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. And this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
1: Cavino and Rich here. And whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends,
2: Tire ratings and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers.
1: Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerackcom sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
8: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
5: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
4: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Guys, we were talking last segment about quarterbacks in the preseason who either didn't play at all or barely took a snap, and what effects that will have in game one of the season.
5: Yeah, and we saw it last year. Goff was the only one that didn't play at all, only threw nine passes in the first half. Monday night, I recall, against the Raiders, Gruden's first game, And they were trailing the Rams as over-touchdown favorites, trailing at halftime. Not a good sign. And it's, I think, McVay saying, he's rusty. We're going to be conservative. Now we've got five quarterbacks starting that did not throw a single pass, Fez. Let's look at who they're playing and how we can get at them. Let's start
7: with Thursday night with Green Bay. Rodgers is playing Chicago. Trubisky, they're up against each other, RJ. All right,
5: so my thinking is first half is where we want to isolate this. And I'm thinking, we think it's going to hurt the offense. So if it hurts both offenses, under. Now, first half unders, it's a little niche, but let's talk about it quickly. What's the game total for the whole game? 46 and a half. Typically, what would the first half line be converted from 46 and a half?
7: 23 and a half, and that is indeed what it is. All
5: right. Do we have an out we can get down right now? We do. Can we get – you want to do a dime? Yes. All right, so Fez and I – live on air the sausage is being made that's how we do it we're putting a thou down a dime as they say and fez you can tweet that out the ticket a little screenshot i'll help you with you're not real good on the phone we down yes all right you sure yes all right we're gonna tweet it out at Fezik sports f-e-z-z-i-k at fezic sports okay other three other three quickly, we please. We've
7: got the Rams. Golf. The Rams are laying minus two and a half at
5: Carolina. All right. So Rams Goff. What is the current status now with Carolina's quarterback Cam Newton?
7: Yeah, Cam is banged up. He's almost. He's going to play. So. But do we feel like he's hundred percent? We don't know. Week three, obviously, dinged his
5: leg. Yeah, in the preseason. Right. All right. So I'm staying away because I think what we saw from Cam last year. If he's banged up, he doesn't play as well. And, you know, you might say, well, R.J., of course, in my experience, some, like Big Ben, when he's hurt and he plays, he plays as well if not better. I think sometimes Big Ben, it focuses his mind when he's hurt. Mm. I really, And, again, because I think he's not uh, particularly focused in general, though obviously he's an NFL quarterback. As a Steelers fan, I get to say that, I guess. I, I've bought a lot of terrible towels. I, I've, I've helped, uh, <laughs> you know, revenue. Okay. So I'm passing that game. Continue. All right, we got the Chargers. No
7: Rivers during preseason. The Chargers are minus 6.5 versus Indy. All
5: right, so let me try to say that a different way. Rivers, one of those quarterbacks. Chargers, laying that big number. You know what's interesting, though? Brissette hardly threw in the preseason. Let me pull that number up as we're talking. Brissette had 15 passes in the preseason. So it's funny, they didn't know that he was going to be the starter, obviously. So they didn't give him extra snaps, though luck wasn't playing. So it was like Brissett was like the starter in a way. But if you knew he was going to be the starter, you would have played him more to get him ready, right? Because he's going to be a little rusty. He already played last year. I think it hurts Indy. Do we look at the under there in the first half? Mm, hadn't thought of it. Yeah, because I'm thinking percent. So let's leave that one till tomorrow. We may have a pick. And by the way, guys, I'm going to put that as a best bet, meaning the one that we had on. And, and, Fez, let's repeat that one that we made the bet on under 23-and-a-half. Yeah,
7: half. so we went ahead and played Green Bay Chicago first half under 23-and-a-half.
5: That is a best bet of mine. That's Thursday night under 23-and-a-half. I may have something on that indie game. Finally, the last quarterback.
7: Finally, we got Wentz for the Eagles, who did not play at all in the preseason. Eagles are laying nine and a half against Washington.
5: Okay, so Wentz has had numerous times with injuries. He's come back a little rusty. It feels like, in theory, he's maybe getting used to it. I don't like Jay Gruen. I'm staying staying away. All right, so guys, here's the thing. If you think zero throws in the preseason doesn't matter, well, I'm going to say one last thing here. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in his second year. The next preseason, Belichick... When Brady wasn't old, over 50 pass attempts. Over 50 pass attempts. So you can side with Belichick or you can lose, has been my experience. <laughs> Quickly, Brad, naming rights in Denver, how much per year? $6 million per year for those n- naming rights. We were talking about Vegas and how the money is going to flow for the Raiders. How much per year? Name?
6: $25 million a year for 20 years. That's 500 sticks.
5: Think about that, guys. Six million in Denver? Yeah, 25 here in Vegas, baby. I think that says it all, Denver.
4: The Odd Couple is next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern
0: time, right here on Fox Sports
4: Radio and, as always, the iHeartRadio app.